0: Yo, 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 everybody, it's Stretch Armstrong. And my name is Bobito Garcia, aka Cool Bob Love. If you love this podcast you are listening to, you should check out our new show, What's Good with Stretch and Bobito. This is not your average interview show. We're going to be telling stories that you're not going to hear
1: anywhere else. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the NPR One app, or however you find your
2: podcast.
0: It's What's Good. Hey, y'all, just a quick warning. In this episode, we are going to discuss uh, music that the youths listen to. And we're going to hear some lyrics that you might not want kids to hear. That is in the section of this interview where Jeff plays the piano. So feel free to skip that. It's about three minutes long. It starts when you hear the piano. Hey, y'all, it's been a minute. I'm Sam Sanders. Every Tuesday on the show, we bring you a deep dive interview. Today's was recorded a couple of months ago when I met this record producer who lives up in the Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. Hey. This is nice. Yes, are
1: you?
0: His name is Jeff Basker. I've been obsessed with this guy for yeah. years.
1: It's a nice
0: place to, to make music. Yeah. He is the guy behind some of the biggest pop songs of the last few years. You know these songs. We are talking Kanye West. Hey. We are talking fun. Talking Bruno Mars, Mark Ronson. Jeff Basker's sound became a real thing in pop music. These huge songs with big, pounding drums. It's been called the, quote, stadium sound.
1: uh, Would you care for an espresso or a water or anything like
0: that? I'm good. Thank you, though. That huge, huge, huge music comes in part... From Jeff Basker, who was this mild mannered, half Indian dude who grew up in the desert in New Mexico. I actually met Jeff Basker once a few years ago when I was helping out on an NPR story. He was in a very different place back then. He had just produced the fun album. He was still riding high from producing Kanye West's opus of an album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy from 2010. And since then, his life has changed a lot. He has a kid now with his girlfriend, the artist Leaky Lai. And they had this, like, half-studio, half-home set up in the Hollywood Hills where I met him. Basker was doing a round of press for the new self-titled record he produced by some guy named Harry Styles. You may have heard this single... The album was an instant number one hit. So I talked to Jeff about working with Harry, what makes him tick, all those songs I just mentioned. You will even hear Jeff Basker sit down at the piano and break down a few of those tracks. And during those moments, we went ahead and mixed in the studio versions of those songs he's playing so you can know what we're talking about. Anyway, that'll get you started. Here is Jeff Basker and me with a very quick drop-in from one of the artists I just mentioned in the intro there. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, we're on this sweet little mid-century mod, lovely olive green, sectional couch, looking out this humongous window onto the pool. Then, like, what is this? Like, this is kind of Hollywood Hills, right? This is is
1: Hollywood, Hollywood Hills. And, you know, we don't really have the city view, but we got these kind of Dr. Seuss hills and vegetation blocking all that weird... Hollywood energy at first I was like oh man I wanted to have the I wanted to have the city view Uh and I've really grown to love it being blocked and you know on this side on the other side you can see the Hollywood sign Hollywood sign and Griffith Park you know so there's no houses there's no although there are some power lines that I would like to
0: (laughs) are you gonna be that guy who's like calling the city I I I am that guy what I am that
1: guy. okay so you call the city of LA and we're like fix this it's going to be a little more expensive than I thought okay. it might be.
0: Yeah. So they're like, okay, you can move them yourself. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Want. That's how it works. That's really? That's how it
1: works. They're like, okay, uh, if you want to fund it, this is what we can do, but you got to pay for it. And it's a little out of my price
0: range. Yeah. 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 One of the things I'm noticing already, one, you were right on time. Mm. Two, this house is impeccably kept. Mm. Three- you're well dressed to the nines. You are perhaps one of the more put together rock and roll hip hop producers I'm guessing in that I've come a long
1: sphere. way since our last interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, last time we talked, uh, you were still punctual, but you were wearing I, I think I remember this correctly, white jeans, white t-shirt. The apartment was all white. Was your piano white?
1: No, it was it was black. It was black, but yeah. it was
0: it, it yeah. was a very it was a very like rock star. Mm. Vibe, have you changed since that last conversation we had? I've
1: sure. I think I think I've changed a lot. You know, like I had a kid. Yeah. Like um, how old's a kid? That will change you. He's 16 months. Oh. He's amazing. Oh. It's like, yeah. I think all the things that you noticed are signs of like there's a woman in my life. <laughs> I am not going to sit here and pretend that I have grown so much and yeah. I it all comes from me. There's a woman in my life who deserves pretty much all the credit for me. Yeah. Dressing better, having better furnishings, Leaky deserves most of the credit for for all that stuff. And
0: um, so, like Leaky's influence, your child's influence, you know, this different part of your life has that influenced your work? I mean, big
1: time. I mean, and, and and you know, like the big difference from uh, you brought up like last time we were talking about fun, and you know, this latest project with Harry. Mm-hmm.
0: Harry Styles, it's, exactly, for those who don't know.
1: Right. Is, you know, the fun project. Well, let's just say I did a lot more You're hands, more hands-on. hands-on. Okay. And mixed some of the yeah. songs. I mean, I, that, that was unusual, too. It's like I don't usually mix, but I was like, I'm just going to mix it because I carry it. So that was very hands-on. And this project, I was quite hands-off in a way. It um, hmm. was a bit more editorial. Okay. So you
0: had some I helpers was... under you that you were guiding?
1: I had a lot of helpers. Well, not a lot, but you know, I had, there there's two producers that worked under me, Tyler Johnson and Alex Libian, who, when I met Harry, and he asked me to work with him on his project, I had just had my child too. And we oh, really? met here before any of this was first like this. Also or anything. Was like not yeah, this. in there it was kind of it was a lot more raw and kind of like unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Um and I was just kind of like, you know, I understand what you I think I understand what you want to do after he kind of explained it to me, which was kind of create like a rock band. Yeah. You know? And being like a forty three year old new father, it Wait, was Wait, you're
0: forty three? Yes. Dude. Give me your (laughs) jeans.
1: Yeah, right. Come on. Um, So, just kind of understanding that uh, I played a couple of things from Tyler and Alex Mm -hmm. for him that very much kind of aligned with what What he he wanted to do. And he was like, I mean, I think he literally said he was just like, Well, I should take you up on that. And I said, Okay, to them, I said, Find him a guitar player, find him a drummer. You know, and let's not, we're not gonna like make the tracks like we usually do and uh-huh. him su- sing on it and we're gonna make some pop thing. We need to like
0: literally create the band. So the band played in studio together.
1: Yeah, I and we it. just pretty instantly had like a full band Yeah, that knew how to record mm-hmm. and were cool with each other. And I think in the first week they did like 10 songs and really hit it off. And then I'd come and give my feedback. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first time it was like, "Mm, okay, like this is good. You guys have got some stuff going. And the second time I went, they played me, meet me in the hallway. Yeah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you guys are really (laughs) on to something. And yeah, and just just the vibe that they had together. And also just, just Harry being excited and happy. And also he got to kind of be the one in the room that was leading the project and it and, and it all came from him
0: which is interesting because like you usually don't think of former boy band members as being in charge of their creative lives absolutely it, right like because they, they come from this very managed
2: yeah. empire
0: you know and like were you skeptical of that and skeptical of the one Directionness, and skeptical of harry even when you first met him
1: Kind of. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say skeptical. Okay. I just had no idea what yeah. he would want to do. Did his folks what. call
0: you up first and say, hey?
1: Well, I think his manager and my manager are kind of friendly. Gotcha. Like, they must have kind of talked about it. And Harry, you know, like you say, like, he is kind of the first time that he's done this. Or maybe, you know, he had a band before this white Eskimo band. And yeah. I think he. He maybe started off he's a really creative guy and then he got sucked into that lane of like what one direction was which mm-hmm. must have been which was good fanta- for what it was,
0: it was really I mean good.
1: it was phenomenal I mean and to be on that level and to experience that amount of pressure and I mean, I can't imagine what it was like. I can't even imagine. But it was just one of the, mo- the easiest and most really? fun projects to be a part of. You know, it wasn't like... Which isn't necessarily always a good sign.
0: What's been your hardest project to work on?
1: Um, the Lady Gaga tour. That was un- what did you do un- with the tour? I was the music director. Which tour? The very first one. Oh. The very first arena tour. Yeah. yeah that what was, made that it was hard? hard? Not enough time. Just craziness. Just crazy. Poly- not her. Like, she's lovely. She's a
0: performer. But, she can do or it.
1: Or, like, Dark Twisted Fantasy, where it's, like... The Kanye album. Yeah,
0: like... Album. Where y'all went to Hawaii for a while <laughs> and yes, just camped and, out and And
1: it was, like, pressure is on, and hard is, like, good. Actually, mm. if it's going too easy...
0: That's a problem?
1: Yeah, like, it doesn't... It's not... It's the friction that makes
0: things great. Was there friction with Kanye? I imagine there was. I mean
1: there wasn't like friction between us and he's actually quite good at like managing the pressure and and alleviating the pressure huh. from everyone and and just being it's like It's
0: interesting to hear that because his public persona would I, indicate differently. You know
1: what? And also like he definitely like cares so much and I think that's what kind of comes across yeah. as brash sometimes is like his passion and him caring so much. But there's a huge lesson I definitely learned from him was like to come from a creative place, you can't come from this place of pressure and stress. Mm. You need to be like a kid, just playing that doesn't have any cares. Yeah. That's when the most creative things happen. You need to be in that. Then then you get something great that you're excited about. Then the hell begins. (laughs) Because you got something great and you've got to make it 2% better. <laughs> and like, well, you know, this is good. You don't need this part. Take that out. This line mm-hmm. needs to be better. That, you know, I didn't quite know how Harry was going to react to that. You know, like yeah. we had our maybe little moments, but it's tough to build someone's trust to like right off bat. Excellent. You know, that's kind of another thing I learned from Kanye was like, if you are say the smartest guy in the room, the, all the people I've met, who are the smartest guys in the room, they are asking everybody else what they think. Mm. It's never about like, I- am giving you
0: the dictate, I'm giving you- Yeah,
1: like what I say goes, it's about exploring Mm -hmm. like every angle of it or really trying to find the best idea wins.
0: Yeah. It's a very zen thing like- I like this. To care about your idea. But not be wedded to it. Yeah. So speaking of zen, like, you do this thing where you take the artist and the team to like an island to just figure the music out. You, you worked with Kanye for the Fantasy Album in Hawaii. Right. You worked on this Harry Styles project in Jamaica. Is that, you know, to get to that childlike playfulness you spoke of? Is it to get to that zen that you just said right now? What do you get when you go out, go out to somewhere like that?
1: Well, I mean, full disclaimer, like, neither of those island ideas were were, were my ideas. Really? <laughs> no, idea. Really? this idea were the islands? No, it was like Kanye was like, I want to work in Hawaii. It was like, great, we to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Harry was like, I think I want to do my album in Jamaica. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, let's do you
0: it. Know? How long are you out there when you do these things?
1: I mean, yeah, we were I mean, we were in Hawaii for, like, years with Kanye. We did so much what? there. We did 808s there. We did Blueprint 3 there. We did... I don't know you did Blueprint like, 3 there. Yeah, okay. we did tons of shit. In Hawaii, it wasn't just Dark Fantasy. Um, And I actually wanted to do Harry's album here in L.A. because I thought that for what the type of music it was. It
0: feels very L.A.
1: Yeah, and I think the album kind of came out, quite, or at least I got a lot of comments that like the album sounds quite British, which I'm very proud uh,
0: yeah. of. Well, there was one track where I was like, oh, this is giving me Elton John vibes, uh, yeah. Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. woman. I could, I could find that song easily transitioning into like, being in the jets. Well, yeah, it's, it's got that it's piano such a thing. Good I mean, vibe. that's yeah. No, that's it's love yeah. that song. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I, was, I mean I'm just glad just cuz he's from England that it has that identity that was like a positive totally. thing for me. Yeah. So, when he said he wanted to go to Jamaica,
0: were you like we ain't making a reggae album, dude? Well,
1: I was like, I have a baby. <laughs>
0: you have a baby. <laughs> I have a baby. Like, I, 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 that's the
1: kind of the other reason I wanted to just do it here because it was like easier for me. Yeah. yeah. But also knowing how that Kanye experience was being in Hawaii and trusting that like that's what he wanted to do, I was just kind of like, okay, great, I'll, yeah. I'll make it work. And
0: is it freeing to be on an island as opposed to like in L.A. or like what is the difference?
1: Well, I mean, it's very isolating Mm. and you can if you got the right team it's just fantastic because there's nothing else to do but get creative and be in that zone and there's no distractions you know especially for someone who's like quite famous Uh you know being in LA or New York is like very difficult to be productive because there's so many people that want a piece of them all the time and it can be very distracting I think it's it's Seems obvious once you think about it. It's like there's no one there except you, and it was it was great. It was a really? great experience, um, and I definitely I fell in love with Jamaica and like the people of Jamaica, and yeah, we had we did that, and then we came back to LA and did a, like a couple more weeks, mm-hmm. and and, and voila. Then went into mixing. Voila, there and it you've was. You've got this.
0: I've been listening yeah. to it. It's I love that it's 40 minutes, 10 songs, bam, and everyone. Yeah packs a punch. You know, it's like I had forgotten, but like Harry Styles can sing. Yes. He can sing. Big time. Like, yes. That was great. I mean, for one thing, he's
1: a pro, and just like the yeah, the quality of his voice like is really I was very excited once we started yeah. recording those first few things. Yeah. It's like, wow, he's something there. He's the real deal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, time for a quick break here, but we'll be right back to talk more with Jeff Basker about growing up in New Mexico how that influences music, and he will play some music for us as well. BRB.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Angie's List. Home improvement season has arrived, and Angie's List is here to help. At Angie's List, they have the tools to help homeowners tackle their to-do list with confidence. Whether you need windows cleaned, your lawn mowed, or remodeled, they'll help you find the perfect pro for the project. Angie's List is now free to join, and members receive exclusive benefits and discounts on home services. Visit angieslist.com today. Angie's List, home is where our heart is. Support also comes from Simply Safe Home Security. SimpliSafe makes everything about home security effortless, from having no long-term contract which keeps you in charge to sophisticated wireless technology that makes setup a breeze. With 24-7 professional alarm monitoring and police dispatch, your home stays safe around the clock. Right now, SimpliSafe is having its biggest ever summer sale. For a limited time, get $100 off SimpliSafe's special summer package. This sale ends soon. Visit simplysafeNPR.com. I'm Linda Holmes. And I'm Stephen Thompson. There's more stuff to watch and read these days than any one person can get to. That's why we make Pop Culture Happy Hour. Twice a week, we sort through the nonsense, share reactions, and give you the lowdown on what's worth your precious time and what's not. Find Pop Culture Happy Hour on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I want to talk a bit, I mean, so, like, you have worked with so many different kinds of artists. Kanye, Mark Ronson, Fun, Harry Styles, Gaga. Like, Mm -hmm. you've spanned all the genres, it seems. Mm. Um, And, like, looking back through your history, like, you went to Berklee College of Music. You played, what, in a wedding band. You played in a jam band called Lettuce. You played in an R&B 70s band called Tavares. Yep. Have you always just been all over the map musically?
1: I mean, that's interesting. I never really thought of it that way. Um, Maybe it's because I grew up in New Mexico. Yeah. And in a bit of isolation. Where in New Mexico? I grew up in Socorro, New Mexico, which is a pretty small town of of like 10,000 people. And your
0: dad was the mayor?
1: still is the mayor to this day. How many um, years has he been the mayor? I think he's been the mayor for like thirty years, like the longest running mayor that in New Mexico. So, yeah. And he's not from there, right? No, he's from he's from India. Huh. Uh matter of fact. What's his name? Ravi Basker. Yeah. Good old Ravi Basker. <laughs> Dr. Ravi doctor Ravi Basker. What kind of doctor? He's, a, he's just like family practitioner, you okay. know, and that's how kind of like got got maybe. Popular and trust people knew he was you like. He your doctor. He's yeah. your you trust your doctor, and he's a, you know he's a good guy like that. He's like a you know. He's, he's good at what he does and he's a brown guy in like a brown town, you know, like when I moved there. Different I like, kind of brown though, right? Different brown, but brown, you know, Wild, brown you know? is brown. He looks, he looks like, you know, he'd always get stopped at the border when we would really? go to Mexico and be like, they'd be looking at his ID like, oh, Basker, you are not like? American. There's no way you can be. And then when I moved to New Mexico, then I was the gringo. Then I was the white guy because they're all Hispanic there. And I was, now I was so, when I'm among white people, I'm not white enough. And I'm among brown people, I'm not brown enough.
0: Huh. Does that influence your music?
1: I mean, I think more than anything, like, the musical influence has been kind of coming from like a culture of like and don't get me wrong it's yeah. not as if i'm like feels like i'm some minority or something i'm also half white and kind of like a pro- when you look at me i'm a white guy so <laughs> i'm not trying to for one second be like yeah. hey i am one of these oppressed minorities but I, I i grew up like that like i looked at it from that yeah. side and but now as a grown man and no and understanding culture and society like i think you know one of my friends um reminded me recently that like you know you're a white privileged male like you don't get to complain about anything you know it's like but
0: you also have an experience that was informed by a minority experience exactly
1: and i you know when i got into jazz okay the emphasis on it being an african-american art form and the only true art form that america has is very impressed on you Mm -hmm. that this is the music that came from African-American slaves. Mm-hmm. And also then this whole thing of kind of like white guys can't swing. is like, I'm guessing you can swing. I can, I can, I, was, <laughs> I was, accepted was okay. accepted. And then also when they found out that my dad was Indian, they were like,
2: Oh, snap. I got
1: the end. <laughs> I got the end. So I've been, you know, slowly you integrated. You exactly. Yeah. You know, I, so it, it, and also, I think, you know, uh, so, I mean, what were we talking about? Like the... Uh, the diverse the musical of, stuff. Right. Like yeah. The <laughs> diversity. My musical core as a American, a person making American music. Yeah. I have a sense, deep sense of tradition of American music. And at the core of that is that it is black music. Mm. And American music is what you'll... Here, if you go into a gospel church in Mississippi, mm-hmm. but then you reminded me also when you say about the diversity, like, yeah, growing up in New Mexico it was just kind of like isolating, and like when hip hop hit, yeah, we saw like Electric Boogaloo the movie, and we had some cardboard, and we were trying to break dance, but we weren't like growing up in the Bronx, <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. wasn't this social. We're seeing buildings burning, yeah. shit, graffiti artists, and you know, I'm a bit like. In a vacuum to some extent. And I was also growing up on like Pink Floyd and ACDC and the Eagles and and classic rock station. And then also being in the 80s, like MTV exploding Mm -hmm. and Michael Jackson and Madonna and Guns N' Roses Mm -hmm. and Culture Club.
0: Yeah. So all of that's in the mix. All of that is totally in the mix for me. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It feels like just hearing you talk about this are you making music for that kind of kid? The kid who has a diverse experience but grows up in isolation somewhere in some pocket of America. Maybe. Are you making music that can like take them away?
1: Because when I
0: hear your stuff, like when I hear the Fantasy Album, when I hear mm. Fun, when I hear the Serious mm. Styles, every single one of those albums, in mo- it takes me to a place that is not where I am. If That's the, nice to know?
1: hear. That's nice to hear. I, I guess I'm definitely very aware of like, Certain music feels very trendy mm-hmm. and makes you feel like you belong to mm-hmm. something, and I think it's more like the you know like the, the kind of feeling you get from Nirvana mm. that' speaking to the person that doesn't belong anywhere, I feel like that's where the money is yeah, or that, like that song people are like, "That's my song." Like we're all kind of really alone, you know. Like, getting deep. I mean, it's true. We're all pretty alone. We and it's you know that, I think that's what makes having like a your best friend is someone who understands your loneliness mm-hmm. in a way and and that's comforting and that's yeah. why your friends you know maybe that's what a song a great song should be is like a friend that understands your loneliness.
0: It's funny. As you soon know. as you said that, I thought of Runaway mm-hmm. from Fantasy. Mm-hmm. A song that if, yeah. for me, it's like, one, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard it, mm. and I remember it being like my song mm. that I played for me, and it was mine to experience alone over and over and that over and great, over again.
1: That is a great uh, example of that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Who,
0: who, who was the first one that was like, boom, yep. boom, play it. I want you to play it. Can you play a little We bit? can play that, yeah. Let's do it. You got to take think, a call? I think that there? was like actually
1: Kanye's suggestion. Like It should go like this. It should be a sound like this. And then I changed it to a piano. And then I actually changed I made by accident.
0: Yeah, we can play that. Um, can you carry that one? Thanks, man. You know what? You're the engineer. Why do you want this? Let Let's put this see on here. You. I want Why to get you in me the
1: piano. Why do um, just put it right? Yeah.
0: comes in and, like, the song builds.
2: Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them
1: that I know. I mean, that was a tough one because we worked a long time. on the, For a long time, I mean, the song used to originally be... Let's have a toast to the douchebag. Let's have a... Like, the song was written, the chorus was written... And it was a little more of a jokey-sounding song. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean, the final product's very serious.
1: And then, yeah, and then it was, like, a
0: long
1: search to find the right music for that. And I think, actually, like, it was very late at night. It was, like, four in the morning, and me and Kanye, I think everyone was kind of asleep. And we were just talking about it, and... I think he kind of had the revelations, like, oh, it should be that Pete Rock break. The drums in Runaway are the same break from a very famous Pete Rock Rock song. And he kind of realized, like, oh, that's what it is. And I I forget, maybe, you know, we had my setup. That's kind of one of my, like, patented, like, bass Sounds that are on a lot of records that it, now it's I've kind of stri-
0: yeah right it's a big sweep. So what's that bass sound called? That's
1: well, about? that's that's the living bass patch in the Moog Voyager. Huh. Yeah, and now um, your bass has
0: changed. I mean, because the bass on Harry Styles is like bass guitar, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I've kind. Of, there's actually that Moog makes one appearance on uh, ever since New York, but got a little you know a little overused, and tried to go somewhere else with it, but. Yeah, and we kind of found that music. I I don't know. To be in that church. Mike Dean made that little string. But kind of cracking the code on it, having that, yeah, that's a very, like we were talking about earlier about the loneliness, you know, that's from him being in this lonely place of, I guess, telling his lover, like, you should stay away from me, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't understand me.
0: And I'm bad for you.
1: I'm bad for you. And at the same time, like, feeling kind of bad about yourself, maybe being remorseful and and that's you know that's emotional and I, and then maybe some some kind of redemptive quality in it so that it's just not totally totally a downer but that's funny you bring that song up cuz that's like yeah that's a really good what's example the, of like trying um, to just like reach into your yeah. uh, like a like a harshly honest place yeah. what's the loneliest song you've ever written <laughs> i don't know i mean tries leave one of the broken hearts pretty lonely That's a pretty... Yeah, that's a... It's Alicia Keys song. Yeah. You play a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean... That one was... What key is that? Yeah. Even if you were a million miles away I could still hear you in my bed Near me Touch me Feel me And even at the bottom of the sea I can still hear you inside my head Telling me, touch me, feel me And all the time you were telling me lies, yeah So tonight, I'm gonna find a way to make it without you Tonight, I'm gonna find a way to make it without you I'm gonna hold on to the times that we had Tonight, I'm going to find a way to make it without
0: you. All right. That is lonely. It's like, it's like damn, that is lonely. That's funny. What's like the, thank you. What's the through line in all of your music? Like, what are you trying to convey? What are you always doing? What's present in all of it?
1: The through line kind of varies, but I guess the through line is kind of, really trying to dig down to the most vulnerable part of the artist and the song delivering that kind of vulnerability that moves somebody, Mm -hmm. you know. Music can have a lot of functions. I think that's the part that I gravitate to. I think it's also great, like a song like Uptown Funk that just kind of brings people together and is a celebration. Like that is so powerful and great too. You know, it can have different kind of dynamics. but most of all, like, I mean, I think the commonality between those two is maybe the the best answer to the question is the, um... Someone's like here. Comi-
0: oh, yeah, that's Mitch. <laughs> In the Harry Styles. Yeah, Mitch is here. Is he going to say hi to us? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um,
1: Go ahead, I you know, cut you off, I'm sorry. Really, I know, that's okay. Um, yeah, like, really connecting with someone yeah. on a yeah. and an emotional level and, and, and bringing out the best in and in a, in a, digging past the superficial yeah. kind of like,
0: hey, Harry, hey, we're just talking about you. Hey, yeah. Hi, I'm Sam. I work for NPR. Hey, pleasure. Pleasure to so meet so you. Great. I'm enjoying your and album. A, oh, thank you so much. It's really good. Thanks. Yeah. I was telling Jeff how much I like Woman. Oh, cool. That's a really good song. Awesome. Yeah. So we're in the middle of an interview. You want to join us? Are we us? in the middle or are we? Oh, no, we're near we're the, the end. We're near the end. Okay. You're leaving. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: We should ra- we uh, wrap. We wrap it
0: up, unless you guys want to sing a song or the, hear the piano. Um, that might be. That's too yeah. much. It might be. I know. It might be too much. No worries. Uh, anyway, I've asked all the questions I have, um, and this has been a treat. But any parting thoughts you want to give to our listeners, to aspiring singer-songwriter producers, whatever?
1: Mm. and Parting, parting words. Yeah. Parting words of wisdom. Yeah. I don't know. I think just like you know, discover yourself and discover how you communicate yourself like things aren't always instant I think also in today's day and age like we're so used to things being so instant and like you know the idea of like a singing contest that like you're going to win the singing contest and all your problems are going to be solved it's like well it doesn't necessarily work like that and most of the people that are successful you know like Bruno or Kanye or a lot of people that I've worked with like their stories are all the same. They struggled. They were dropped from their label. People told them that they would never be this or that. And they persevered and found their voice and, and found you. <laughs> and found me. Well, I mean, that's another part of it. It's also like, you know, look out for those people that, that click with you. And like, yeah, people need a partner. They need a, and they need someone to do it with when you think you found that person.
0: Hold them close.
1: Hold them close. Work with them a lot. Value them, because that's the person that's going to say like, "Oh, I get it. Like, you're you're great. You're, mm-hmm. I dig you."
0: I like that. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to play anymore because I I'd have you here for hours. Thank, thank you so much. I uh, can't for, wait for what for you do next. I'm, what is I'm next for you? you?
1: Oh man, got some like really incredible projects. Like, tell us all about it. Um, my first artist I signed with Tyler, who just walked in. Yeah. Cam. It was a country artist, um, and we had a big hit, um song called Burning House. Oh, yeah. Um, Angelique Kijo. I don't know if you know she is. Yeah, who I know she who she is. is. Uh, yeah. You're working with
0: her? Yes. So I saw her. I was covering the opening of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. She performed there. Okay. And it was just magnetic. Oh, she magnetic. is
1: She is just a special, special like artist and energy. What island is she on when she records? <laughs> Um, she's on her own island she's in her own world like that woman has just like uh, I mean she is just a ball of fire Yeah, just like tearing through everything just inspiring so a lot of things a lot of things and I'm like you know doing more things like we did with Harry, Harry's project and stuff and like recognizing talent in people and being that person like I was talking about that like wow when you come across a partner like being stuff that like I find like really turns me on mm-hmm. and being able to Having gone through the experience and kind of having learned from like Kanye, since we were talking about him, how to take an idea from just an idea to a finished product. Just having gotten better at that, it's fun and
0: rewarding to like help other people do that. You're busy. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you play Negative World, even though I would love to. I'm sure you're busy <laughs> and you gotta go.
1: Rip it off SoundCloud and throw it in. Oh, there.
0: I, I love that song. I played it so much.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Cool.
0: It really is a good song, Negative World. Go YouTube it, search for it. It's cool. Anyway, Jeff Basker, big thanks to him for letting me meet up there in the Hollywood Hills. Harry Styles' self-titled record is out right now. Of course, the Duke can sing, I'm telling you. Also, go get all of Kanye's back catalog, all of Fun's back catalog. It's good stuff. All right, back on Friday with our wrap on the news and the culture and everything of the week. Thank you for listening. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon.